0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 187, PJ Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And And have have harmony in the home. Don't you love my titles? I mean, they just come to me and then I think about them and I ruminate over them. And you wouldn't believe that I was going to name this one. It's kind of harsh. And I'm talking to myself in every episode because people say, oh, I listen to your podcast. It helps me so much. I'm like, I listen to the podcast, too. It helps me so much because consciousness is an ongoing thing. It's not something that you have or don't have. It's a constant reminding, mantras, mindset, consciousness, doing thought downloads, getting rid of your junk thoughts, allowing some junk thoughts to stay there, exploring the 50-50. So it's always an ongoing thing and there's never a destination. And so today I was gonna name it, I don't even wanna say it because it sounds so mean, but I don't mean it in a mean way and I'm I'm talking to myself too. I was gonna name it, Get A Life. (laughs) And let me qualify it, because we really need to get a life outside of our kids. And I know they are all consuming and they're adorable and they're cute and they do such fun things and they have activities around the clock, but they really need us to have a life and a personality and existence outside of them they cannot feel the pressure on their shoulders of i need to make mom happy i need to make dad, dad i need to make dad happy that is a lot of weight and a lot of pressure and the reason why i called it pj parenting is because you all know the story which i've shared so many times i did not want to put his last name in the title but pj Virga, if you're out there so embarrassing in 6th grade we were on the phone and he snuck a note in my locker and said, Call me after school. I want to be your boyfriend. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're getting married. His last name was Virga. I was already writing it on my notebook. Kelly Verga, Kelly Verga, Kelly Verga. KTV would have been my initials. Like I went from like a note in my lunchbox to her walking down the aisle. I'm in sixth grade. Grady's in sixth grade right now. Like I just, I sometimes think about myself as a kid and then I compare myself to my kids now. And like, number one, if they did some of the things that I did, whether it's this or the naughty things I did, or just like in high school, my best friend, Allison told me that she's like, Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe, um, when you were in high school, you used to find all the presents. This is high school. This is not like first grade. High school, you used to find all the presents where your parents hid your presents and you knew they were clothes. and you'd feel the ones that were closed that were soft. You'd open them up, wear the clothes to school. This is so embarrassing. Wear the clothes to school, then go home and then rewrap them and put them in the quote unquote secret hiding spot. Like what? That's like a deranged child. So I think about Grady in sixth grade, 12 years old, pretty with it kind of spacey at the same time, which I was too, still am. And I'm like this boy, crazy, fanatical human. I had a great relationship with my dad. I still do today. Like I didn't have like daddy issues and like searching for love in all the wrong places. I just... Fell in love and I fell in love hard. Who am I to blame? Okay, so anyway, around the phone, I call him like, "Hey, PJ, I can't believe." Yes, of course, I'll be your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever. I don't even know the terminology I was using back then. But he's like, "Okay," and then he told me what his initials stood for, and I was like, "Wow, he's really going deep. He's telling me what his initials stand for. Like this is like really like gonna. Go- this is going places." And so then we hang up the phone. I'm like, okay, bye. I love you. And of course, he doesn't say it back because he's not a freak like me. He's not a like a crazy stalker. And then he hangs up. He's like, okay, bye. And I was so like, literally, I looked at the phone for like ten seconds, like, what was that all about? And that's bad enough that I thought he should say it back after barely knowing each other. I tick 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 tick. I was probably dial up. And I was like, Hey, PJ. Hey, this is Kelly, your girlfriend. Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah. When we hung up before I said, I love you and you didn't say it back. So I'm just wondering, was your mom in the room? He's like, okay, bye. And that needy, graspy energy is such a repellent for all humans of course it is for PJ. And if you've ever had a friend that's been really into you and wants to hang out with you like morning, noon and night, or if you've ever been that friend, you have to be obsessed with your friend and you want to ho- hang out with them morning, noon and night. And it's not a want match where it's not reciprocal. Cause like my best friend, Alice and I, we hung out with each other morning, noon and night, but it was very reciprocal. It's like, okay, we're going to sleep at your house tonight and then my house tomorrow. And then we're going to go to school. We can't have some school nights. And then we're going to count the days till Friday night and just do it over rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. That's a want match. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it's one-sided where you're either the crazy one or you've had someone crazy on the other end. And either way, it's a repellent. Either we are acting as the repellent or... Someone is coming at us so hard with all of that like love and neediness and graspiness that it's such a repellent that you're like, whoa, 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 I actually like you, but I can't like you that much. So I have to like put out my arm and have an arm's length. And this is sometimes what we can do to our kids. We can smother them with our love. We can smother them with our expectations. We can smother them with us wanting them to be happy. I know for sure when I was unconscious that my worst of my worst, I was smothering my kids and wanting them and needing them to be happy because if they were happy, then that meant I was doing a good job as a parent. But in the classroom, I didn't have that expectations on my students. I was like, be who you want to be. Come in with all the moods and we'll just like, we'll deal with it. But my kids had to be the happy hutchinsons And if they were not, there was a price to pay. And what my kids were saying is, Chick, you need to get a life outside of us. I know you like soccer, Chick. So why don't you go play some soccer? I know you like running. Why don't you go for a run? Why don't you take up scrapbooking? Because I knew you used to like that. Why don't you get into couponing? Because you were really into that before Grady was born. Like Chick, talking to me, You need to slow your roll. Or if you've ever had a girlfriend or a friend that's been like, all of a sudden they go on one date and then all of a sudden they're living together the next day, you're like, whoa, slow your roll. Like, you gotta slow it down, Charlie Brown. So sometimes our kids can feel suffocated with expectations and with being smothered where they can't breathe and be who they wanna be and feel different emotions because we're coming in so hot. We're coming in so much with PJ Virga. I love you. We're going to get married and we're walking down the aisle. Now for me, it was that my kids had to be happy. A lot of coach, sorry, a lot of people that I coach, a lot of times it's whether they wanted to be the all-star in sports or they want to sign up for all the things. They want to create almost this protege child so then they can feel like a good parent. Like there's something that they did to produce that protege child. It could happen with grades. It could happen with the honor society. It could happen being more outgoing. It could be happening with having less friends. These expectations, we all know that comes from our own baggage, our own sense of lack and our own sense of not good enough. We project that onto our kids and then we need them to fill up those holes inside of our heart. And then we will feel like we're a W-H-O-L-E person. Because when we're living through our kids, and I am not saying that you have to have a life and then just, throw the baby out with the bathwater and not be a good parent at the same time. If you're listening to this podcast, I can already let you know you're in the good parent club. So once you stop worrying about being the good parent, then you can just be the relaxed, fun parent. You can just enjoy your child there as is with their, whatever grades they come home with. And that doesn't say, that doesn't mean you can't help them in an area that they need help with. But as long as your why behind it and the energy behind it is from a place of helping versus from this needy and graspy, I need you to get the A so I can feel like a good parent and so I can post your report card on Facebook. I'm not saying you can't post the report card on Facebook, but do it from a place of you're so happy for them versus everyone look at me, look how proud you should be of me because my child is doing well in school or in sports or look how happy they are all the time. And also know that everybody else is doing the same thing on Facebook, social media. They're all showing their highlight reel and they're supposed to do that. That's okay. I am talking about the Facebook in your heart, the what you're showing to yourself, what you're saying to yourself, how you're talking to your kids, how, what kind of energy are you bringing to the relationship? kids can feel that needy, graspy energy and that's where they sometimes can re- get repellent. Or they get super needy and clingy and graspy too in reverse and then they become a cling-on child because they know that they need to do X, Y, Z so mom or dad can feel good about themselves. They don't know it intellectually, but they can sense it, they can feel that. And I feel like Lily had that a lot when she was younger because she was a very needy and graspy child. And I think she was it was almost like I had emotional incest with her because I needed her to be a happy child so that I could feel like I was doing a good job as a mom. And she felt that pressure to be happy all the time. And that's when she yelled and screamed and said, I don't want to be the happy Hutchinson." I was like, girl, do you know how lucky you are that you have a family? And then it just became like this total lecture about like, she's not being grateful. What she was saying is I want to experience a 50-50 mom. You're just expecting me to be happy all the time, but I don't want to feel happy when I have nobody to sit with at lunch. I want to feel disappointment or I want to feel loneliness this is her in kindergarten saying these things but she wasn't able to articulate that so our kids articulate language a lot through their behavior their behavior is always a language to us just like I'm talking to a lot of different dog trainers right now I'm watching dog training videos all morning noon and night I've gone down the dog training puppy training rabbit hole because we're getting a puppy So Maggie can have a little pal. And everything that I'm learning is about energy, it's about vibe, it's the energy in which you're bringing to the table. Same thing goes with I'm on a lot of dementia support groups because I'm struggling in an area of how to be there for a loved one with dementia. So I'm going to these support groups, I'm watching the YouTubes, I'm doing, and what do they say? It's all about energy, it's all about vibe. It's not what you say, it's how you say it, Kelly. And I'm like, I could have had a V8 everywhere I turn. It's all about consciousness. So someone with dementia, a little puppy and a little child and the big children too, pick up on our energy. They pick up on our vibe. They know if mommy or daddy are happy. They know if mommy or daddy are faking it. And that's when they start to distrust us because they're like, "Wait a minute. Something's off about you, chick. I don't know about you, dude." This is what they say in their heart. But once they can settle in and know that we have a life separate from them and we're not the needy and graspy PJ Verga energy, Then they're like, hey, I kind of like you. I kind of like you, chick. I kind of like you, dude. You're on my side. You're on my side. You have my back, but you're not holding my back and you're not cluttering up my side. Do you see how that gives them more room to grow and fly and flourish? And then you're actually, like Bett Miller says, I say it all the time, you're the wind beneath their wings. I know that sounds cheesy, I'm sorry. But it's so true. And then they can take a little breath and know that it's not, Like when they say, oh, I I found my better half. I found my second half. I found my other half. No, you guys are two holes. H A W-H-O-L-E-S. You're two whole people coming together. They don't need to fix you and you don't need to fix them. You're not broken and they're not broken. You're two full humans and souls coming together to share life together. That's all it is. Sometimes they're going to get A's. Sometimes they're going to get C's. Sometimes they're going to get home runs. Sometimes they're going to strike out. Sometimes they're going to get a hat-trick. Sometimes they're going to sit the bench. Sometimes they're going to be happy. Sometimes they're going to be sad. Sometimes they're going to be disappointed. Sometimes they're going to be lonely. Sometimes they're going to be frustrated, just like us as humans, that's part of the human experience. So when you allow them to have their human experience, you lower the expectations of being in a certain way and following mom and dad's protocol and their agenda and you give them space to love you freely but not love you because they need to fill you up. It's not their job and they couldn't do it even if they wanted to because I will tell you when you focus on your side of the street and your energy and your vibe and the energy in which you're doing things and the way you're interacting with them, they will pick up on that just like I'm learning in my dementia support groups, just like I'm learning in puppy training, and just like I'm trying to hone in here on our podcast. Energy is everything, and it doesn't have to be good vibes only. You're gonna have all those emotions that I just said. You're gonna feel frustrated. You're gonna feel sad. You're gonna feel lonely. You're gonna feel angry. You're gonna feel bored. So what better way to teach your children about these tricky emotions then to experience them yourself first, feel the feels, and then teach our kids how to do the same. So they're not trying to push it away and shove it away. And they don't feel this needy and graspy energy because they know you have a life separate from them and not through them. And they know they could quit all the sports. I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, sure, you can quit school, go for it. Just gotta get a job, but yeah. Your free free will, the more free will you give them, then there's not so much push pull because you're allowing them to be who they wanna be and feel all the feels and make decisions for themselves so they're not needy and graspy towards you and looking up to you and saying, are you happy? Are you okay? Because our kids need us to be okay. So that's our job to focus on our side of the street, our self-care, our discipline, our new year's resolutions, getting a life separate from them so we're not enmeshed and codependent living through them. They will feel that and they will flail because it's too much pressure. Just like if you've ever had a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's been way into you and you're like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, it's very suffocating and almost nauseating. I had a girlfriend, she had a boyfriend in high school. He put a flower on her car or doorstep every day for two years, every day. That's 365 times two, like what? I mean, at what point do you like think like, oh geez, another one? And she went to visit him a couple years later and he had like a mural of her and they already broke it up years later. So just know our kids want us to love them, but they want us to love them in a healthy, healthy, clean way, not a needy and graspy way. So we need to get a life. We need to have goals separate from them. We need to take up hobbies because that's where we're gonna show them how to have hobbies and how to set goals. Otherwise, they're gonna go through life thinking, everybody needs to be into me 100%, needy and graspy, and when they don't, something's gone wrong. What a reassuring way to live where they know that mom, dad have goals, mom and dad have hobbies, mom and dad have interests, So then that allows them to have their hobbies, interests, and goals as well. Separate from you, not through you. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.